0: halve finale komen. Ik heb opeens zo'n gevoel dat like we in de halve finale gaan komen met het balbezit voor Frank de Boer. Frank de Boer speelt de bal heel goed naar Dennis Bergkamp. Dennis Bergkamp! Dennis Bergkamp net de bal aan! Dennis Bergkamp! Dennis Bergkamp! Dennis Bergkamp! Dennis Bergkamp! Dennis
1: Bergkamp! Frank de Boer speelt de bal naar Dennis Bergkamp! Die neemt de bal feilloos aan! Er is schiet de bal erin! We spijnen nog officieel 20 seconden! Dennis Bergkamp! Jair oh. Kocha, heads out, Onisei, oh what a goal, Sunday Onisei with a wonder strike, Nigeria have turned it around
0: and now they lead, sensational strike from Sunday Onisei I'm not sure Zubin
1: could do anything about that one. on voit Zizou. Oh, Zinedine. Oh, Zinedine. Passa. Passa, Zinedine. Passa, Zinedine. Oh, no. Oh, no. Passa. They might have number seven here now. They have got seven. It's Hamadin. That's a terrific strike from Shuler who has his second in a matter of minutes and this embarrassment for Brazil is more acute by the minute it was an acute angle he loves the finish it's a rasping one but the Brazilians just want to go back to the dressing rooms if the earth could come up and swallow them they'd be happy at the moment never ever have they seen a day like this it is now a record defeat for Brazil He's taking another card out for Beckham. It's a red card for David Beckham. Oh no. So Beckham is out of the game. Right in front of the referee, Brian. uh, Simeone gets the yellow card. All the cuts and the glasses back home.
0: Good morning, good afternoon, good evening. Welcome to another episode of the Crab Turn as presented to you by Culture Custodian. My name is Oloa Mayo Waidou, and with me today, we've got a first-time... This is his debut appearance So, um, what's your name? Uh, My name is
1: Fasunwayo Deji What do you do? I'm a lawyer, legal practitioner You should know that Yeah, what's your interest in football? Uh avid fan of football. Um, we don't say our clubs, what teams we support, yeah. And I would spoil everything, right? <laughs> uh, so um, I'm I'm an avid fan of football. I'm a sports lover. My passion would really be to go into sports administration and sports marketing. Okay.
0: Let's make money first.
1: Yeah.
0: Um we're recording this podcast in a little restaurant somewhere in BI, so can't, I don't know how the sound sounds, but like he has a very like active ambience. ambience going on. So, we'll see if that works with the people after, and we'll see if it doesn't. But yeah. Okay, before we get into the podcast, I'd like to give a shout-out to the highest scoring managers in the Culture Custodian and the Cryo-Town Fantasy Football Leagues. Mike Banjo of Champions 442 performed the best in the Culture Custodian League, scoring 96 points this match day and in the cryotone league come Kamsin of look not so sure FC fair best scoring 72 points so well done to them um, we wish we could give you money but <laughs> a shout out on the podcast will suffice for now um, okay so the first topic we want to look at after the last match day United in the early game yesterday they lost to West Ham yeah and I think basically this loss has now all the everything that's going on there and it feeding into the theme of Mourinho's third season being a general unraveling what do you make of everything going on like with United and Fogler? Uh I think with
1: all that is going on right now I think it kind of substantiates that third season syndrome that Mourinho has because if we look, go back his first stint with uh, Chelsea, Chelsea Third season. His, first, his second stint at Chelsea, third, third season. season. At Real Madrid, third, third season. season. Manchester United, third season. I think the only... He, he actually left Inter in his third season as well. What is it? Inter yeah, Milan. He, but he left, but he left, but he left, left as a, a success. success. He left, yeah, but... He left for Real then. I, I, I think, basically, for Mourinho, I think times have passed. I may be proved wrong in the future, but I think the game has gone past his style. Of management. of management. Um, the players these days are... A lot of them, especially players at the high-end clubs that are young, are making a lot of money. And in terms of how to motivate them, I think the, the tactics he used to employ back then and now... Don't work again.
0: Don't work. I think I think the game has moved a bit past him, though. Okay, you know, that fits into something I have in mind because I think... There's, it's, it's a theory that's basically kind of Gained a lot of ground Because when Mourinho left Chelsea the second time There was talk of um, Millennials not being Accustomed to his style So yeah. The way in his first stint at Chelsea You know he had this spine of What you call elder statesman Of the king yeah. Who in Terry Balak Essien Drogba Peter Check, like um, those guys were, they were men to yeah. put it. So his 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 methods work. And I think another, another thing you also have to take into context is a lot of those guys were basically on the cusp of greatness. It's hard. If Mourinho telling someone like Pogba, Pogba, who has won the World Cup, who has. Played in a Juventus side that has achieved a lot of big things. I think yeah. it's different from because he's 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 already a big player. So it's not like he needs you to make him a big player. He's yeah. already achieved that status. You no. want someone like if you look at someone like Lukaku. Lukaku does like Mourinho, but you also just have to think. Lukaku was signed to Chelsea when he was eighteen. Yeah, so and Mourinho was in charge Mourinho. at the time. No, AVB was. ABB, yeah, yeah, ABB, yeah, ABB, yeah, Bob yeah. But yeah, Mourinho was
1: that, one that pushed him out yeah, as well. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I, I think, I, I think I agree with you, especially those players you mentioned uh, um, from his first stint at uh, Chelsea. Um, I think if we look at that breed of, although not breed, um, those players. Those, they, they, were, they were at the end of a generation if we if you know in terms of the mindset of the, the footballer if you look yeah. at those players now the kind of players you have now are not built especially the players who are high performing so you're looking at players like uh, what well, Neymar um, yes they're they're, they're, they're sp- divers yeah they're <laughs> divers they're sport right from when they're really young but when you look at players like Terry look at Lambert these were professionals hand in pros yeah hand in pros and they, 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 for them, the most important thing was getting the job done. They believed a lot in, in the gaffers' in the gaffers' instruction and how the game should be played. But now with the prima donnas that we have, you see, look, 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 just taking that away a bit, look at Neymar and his, what led him to leave Barca and the way he went out about it. Done in the way I see players of this generation doing things. They... Go up in arms and literally strike their way to their manager getting sacked. So I think I think he's the game has gone past him a bit. He's going to have to maybe review some of his of, of his methods, maybe. Let's continue. <laughs> so because uh, uh, the game yesterday, for example, he puts um, the young Englishman oh. McTernan McTernan with. Put him on the back play him at the back that, How many games Has he played there? What experience Does he have in that position? But simply because He wants to make a point
0: And he feels Probably that's a player That still believes in him You know something I found staggering That like Basically this season This is United's Worst start to it season in like forever. This is even since worse, Moyes. Like, yeah. I think it's this, this matches M- is, Ma- match is Moyes. This so, matches is Moyes. Yeah. And Moyes is like the worst United team we've seen, I've seen in my lifetime. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I agree with you on that one. So like this is it. I mean, it's a it's a big low. Yeah, it is. I, I think because uh, I think it's one thing like he's lost this season he's lost to he's lost to Derby. He lost to Derby last week. Yeah. He lost to Brighton. To, yeah, Brighton in uh it, Initially, you know, he lost to Spurs. That the Spurs game, although I think that was a bit that was a blip. Uh, yeah. they played they played definitely better Leavitt than then the than, scrolling than, game. Than, than, than. And I think another thing you have to look with the pattern, everything that's going on is the way he reacts to it, because... And that was where I was going, actually. Because
1: this, what, what Mourinho is going through today, didn't start today. It started right from preseason, when he was crying about, oh, um, the players that I have at, um, at, the, at this preseason session are not players that Sanchez wants to play with. They're not good enough for Sanchez. They're not at his level. And he needs to look at his ability to bring the best out of players. And that's what he had at Porto. That's what he had at Chelsea at the first time. You had players punching above their weight to an extent. Yeah. Joko was one of the best players in his know, first me. team. Yeah. And immediately after Mourinho, he keeps gradually... His performances kept coming down depend- and kept on depreciating. So he definitely has a motivational issue. His tactics, his methods aren't gelling
0: with the players he has there. You also have to because, like a lot of where this stems from, is okay in the summer. Him basically um, throwing his toys out of his pram because he wasn't giving the players he wanted. He wanted, he wanted to sign Harry Maguire. Yeah, and for like, an like, astronomical I, summer. And money. I think quite sensibly, the club were like, um, we're not spending that much money on Harry Maguire. That's number one. Number two, the. D- the defenders you have, you signed. But ba- you were the one who signed Eric by You were so the one who Lindelof. signed the love. Yeah. Those guys are not gelling. Those guys aren't working. So why should we trust you again with more money? Because it's basically like we trusted you in the first instance. We gave you money. We supported you. You bought yeah. the players you wanted. It turns out they're not good enough. So well, that's that's
1: that's is, also that also
0: that an fair? is that is that fair to say that they're not good enough, Sanchez? The fact that he wants to buy players to replace those players. It's basically, I, I think, I, it's, it
1: implies that you're not good enough well yeah but but, but again I, I, I think at this stage it's a bit where I look at the club and the club is looking at players that, like a coach like Mourinho, uh, sorry like Pep Look at what Pep does. Yes, he goes for the best of the best. But even with the players that he had, he met he met at the club. He was able to improve them. I'll go to two players in particular. Sterling, Sterling, Delphi. and Delph. <laughs> he coaches his way. Since Mourinho came into in United, they haven't pushed anybody through the ranks. Don't call Rashford. Rashford became came good. In, In Bangalore's last this st- um, stint and um, last year, he hasn't pushed any young player through. You don't see any young player that, that you could look through coming through. And even the players who you have there aren't performing. And that again comes down to the manager. What role is he playing to try and improve these players? And let's come back to the style, the psychology of the team. What is Manchester United's
0: playing philosophy? Um, I think to answer that question or to look at it I think it's always been a minor weakness that like he's more of a defensive coach he's more of a reactive person as opposed to being proactive so even his best teams like um, I think one thing you have to remember is basically what he did was he built solid systems and then his attacking was more free flow so his first Chelsea team, someone like Robert was the one who bought the creative responsibility. Yeah, yeah. So it's like, um, I'm going to build a team that's strong defensively. Attackers figure it out. Yeah, and I think because the, the way football has gone, where like it's the little margins that make that difference. Yeah, yeah. it's not a, like I think it's quite embarrassing for you to be going to play West Ham, West and Ham, play, and be, you're play you're you're reacting to them. You're not even trying to take
1: the game to them. The, the, I can't. I don't think. I, I think that West Ham game is quite particular because. I can't, ju- I can't think about why Manchester United, excuse me, would be going to West Ham and playing three I defensive think. midfielders. That's literally what he did. In terms of... I, I can't even just find him. I, I, don't, I don't know whether he was just so concerned about losing that game that he felt, I have to do everything to ensure I don't lose so that the, the media the fans can just get off my back it didn't work he probably just made things worse and yes I agree with you that uh, that Mourinho always played with a strong mindset in terms of his midfield but the thing here is this the game has gone beyond strength technique now plays a whole lot and when you have strong players but not technically gifted players you can see that it will fall off you could look at teams, and, and that's the reason why in the Premier League you have so many, so many physically strong teams. But teams from Spain will still come in the Champions League and do so much better because they're so much better technically. Technically.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So um, Chelsea Liverpool yesterday—that was a crack of a, yeah, good game. Of, a of, the, of a late game. Um, Edin Hazard. Did, well, Edin Hazard has started to do more. Like I think one of the major criticisms of him before was you could always tell he was talented but he didn't he didn't he show you enough he yeah. didn't but this isn't he seems like a man on a mission yeah um and then Liverpool who had a 100% record until yesterday they were staring defeat in the face yeah Daniel Storage out of nowhere <laughs> pops up so. and when I say out of nowhere I mean I think we'd forgotten Storage existed until the last yeah. couple of weeks yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and then he comes and he scores another wonder goal yeah he rescues, the he, he rescues a point for Liverpool. Yeah. And I think there are two questions for me to, basically, that stem from this. Liverpool, this season, I mean, City are defensive are defending champions, but Liverpool look like the team that a lot of the pundits have tipped to basically challenge City or yeah. win the title. Yeah. Um, they had a 100% record until yesterday and they were able to... They were staring the in the face and they were able to... They didn't particularly play well, but they were able to rescue something. What do, what do you think that says about their title credentials? Uh, uh, you know what they say about uh, teams that win over when they don't play well.
1: But I think uh, on the, in the scheme of things yesterday... The, I think a draw was a fair result yeah. but definitely they are definitely a team the team I think the team not just a team but the team that would push Man City all the way I may be wrong I still I think Chelsea are doing particularly yeah, well Chelsea are
0: doing Chelsea are doing Consisting it under the yeah, and, which yeah, is the best way, best to, do way to
1: do it yeah. that's the best way to do it uh, I remember Leicester's um, winning season. For a large part of that, they did everything they did on the radar. Right. And every even until the last few moments, people still thought they wouldn't do it. So that's definitely the best way to go about it. But in terms of Liverpool, they definitely have the squad. They definitely have the manager who seems to be able to push his players to be enthusiastic enough to go out there and implement a lot of, of, the, of the philosophy he has and the game plan. So in terms of the team that would most likely push Man City all the way, I agree that it is Liverpool. Uh, in terms of Hazard, uh, at so, the moment, there's no question, there's no doubt about it. He's you think he's the best player in the Premier League right now? Yeah, at the, at the moment. He's got the heads goals, I think. Yeah, yeah. Uh, nah, at the, himself and um, this guy at Fulham were... Mitrovic. Yeah, so, yes, but, you, but yes, yeah, so, so, so that would be five now. So yeah, I think so. Uh, I think so and, and, and I think he's also benefiting from um, being let loose, so to say, under Sari. And a lot of people don't like him, but I think Giroud helps him out in terms of the link-up play which he brings in. If you saw the last game, the two goals he scored were, were basically him playing one-twos of Giroud, off whose ability to beat the target man shone through again in those games. So, yeah, Hazard is playing fantastic football. and
0: uh, Hazard outside... Outside of Hazard, who, if you had to go with someone as the best player in the Premier League, who would you go? In terms of performances at this season... Just generally, generally. Like,
1: so you can't. Best player, you, <laughs> De Bruyne is fantastic. Uh, I'm they, surprised.
0: Do, you know the thing? I'm surprised when every time this conversation comes up, one just says, says, no just, one ever says, "No one ever
1: says a girl." Yeah, 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 Kun. Cool. Yeah, yeah.
0: There's something about you, you know, you know, you know
1: the thing. You know the thing. I think the problem with Kun is that he's just so he just looks so raw all the time that people don't see this classy nature he has. This, this, you, you know. No the, what they call star quality, that that goes beyond your ability. He doesn't yeah, necessarily like yeah. the way Neymar I, I think Neymar has dropped in his performances over the years, but he, he he has that star personality that people want to know, want to want to people are interested in what is going on off the food. We we couldn't people just oh he scored and we close
0: that chapter. I mean someone was saying this that he thinks Agar is the most underrated Premier League there and the point he was trying to yeah. make was because for someone of his class who has done it so consistently, the fact that he's never won the PFA Player of the Year or been in the—I don't—I think PFA Team of the Year, think, or you know, maybe he's been. I don't I, I actually don't think, I, think I, if
1: he's been, it he, he must have just been, been last reason, season, been like because he, he hasn't been before. And again, that that's also a pointer to the fact that it is about there not being anything outside his performances that people are interested in. Play, play, look at look at Salah. There's a good story there. Uh, when uh, who else won Kane he's British the English always hold on to their own um, Suarez there's a story that everybody wanted to know about Suarez oh he's biting what's he doing today he, there was a story
0: behind that there were papers to be sold so basically sold. because our girl is basically kind of boring we don't he doesn't, he, he doesn't come, he, come up in the conversation
1: he, he, he doesn't after the game is done you don't really want to go to you don't really think about Kuhn. That's just... It's sadly what I think it is. I might just be speaking
0: with ignorance, but that's what I... That's the vibe I get. Okay. I mean... Yeah, I would say... And another thing you have to remember in the Hazard thing, because, I mean, it's not a secret Hazard wanted to leave Chelsea... Yeah. Yeah. ...in the the summer. Yeah. Next summer, he's going to have one year on his deal. So, basically, Mm -hmm. if he's not signing a new contract, Chelsea are going to have to cash in. I think... I was surprised Real did make a move for him after mm. Ronaldo left. I think with the way they play playing now, they're definitely... But, but, yeah, I, like I would think... Moves. I mean, because you saw the way they did Courtois. Like, yeah. it's basically... They could probably... It's very likely they could do the same thing next season. Yeah. So I think... It's possible... Part of Hazard... I mean, I definitely don't doubt that Sari and Sari's philosophy has... Helped him. Helped him. But I also think there's a motivation on his part... To earn that move, uh, well, yeah, I, I, I do agree
1: with that. But I think one thing we can all see because there's a difference. You, I think you can tell a, a difference in a footballer when he's enjoying his game, when he's enjoying the role he he he's, he's, he's occupying. Uh, you can see definitely see a freedom and a, and a sense
0: of joy when you see him play. No, I mean, I think I've always heard he's not like. As a player, he's not one of those who gets involved in, like, off-the-field stuff. I think I read maybe he doesn't have an agent. He actually negotiates his contracts himself. Yeah, so okay. he's one of those that actually just wants to play football. Yeah. But I'm sure, like, the idea of playing in Spain... <laughs> it helps it. It him? It. I, I, I don't I, know. I, I, taking the number seven at Real would be well, on
1: his well, well, The thing is, I've never played professionally, right? But playing when, when you're on the field... And you're playing football. I doubt that you're,
0: you're playing with the mindset of, oh, I need to get her. No, it's wow. not that. But I think he's got increased... Because I think one of the things we held against Hazard was because when Chelsea are good, like those the season... Yeah. The last two seasons they won the league, he was the best player. Yeah. But when Chelsea, like Munoz's final season and last season, he was... He, least, he dropped he, off. He no. dropped off. So it's, 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 it's almost like... Because I think in terms of talent, in terms of this conversation on, on yeah. Hazard being the best in the league, in terms of talent, it has never really been a debate. He's one of He's the best. W- yes. Not but just I in think, England. I think the application has always been, because you could, always, you yeah. always just got the impression yeah. he could do a bit more. more yeah. It's almost like, um, yeah, like you just got the impression he could do a bit more. And yeah. it, I think now, when I was seeing that, yeah, he I can actually do a bit more, yeah, like yeah. It, it's showing. Because yeah. he did, like the goal against Liverpool in midweek was... Yeah. World stunning, class, fascinating. Like it was a world wonderful class. goal, yeah. and then it's like, oh, Liverpool are going to come. They're going to mark him again. They're going to do all that. He's he he, he to. He still, and, he still and, did what he did. Despite Liverpool having probably the best centre back in the league,
1: in in Van Dyke, they they weren't able to keep him quiet for for, for But he did trouble. He did trouble uh, the Liverpool defence. And I think you're right. But at the end of the day, I think for me the biggest thing is. The sari ball, sari ball, as it's called, is something that he's benefiting from. Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. Definitely. Like I think my point is that basically it's like a thing of like maybe. Yeah, yeah. The yeah. philosophy I think I will give it maybe sixty, 60 and yeah, then, then like he, his intrinsic motivation yeah, 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 fourteen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. okay. 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 I was having a conversation with someone yesterday. We we're talking about wolves. Yeah. Cool. Wolves are probably one of the. Like, I don't think there's any team in the Prem right now who Wolves wouldn't give a game. Like, Definitely. they're... They, they, they're not... They didn't come to play. They're probably the best promoted team we've ever seen. Shout-out to George Mendes for doing yeah. what George Mendes does. Yeah. you know. Yeah. Um, Do you want to talk about the circumstances in which they no, got to play? No, I don't want to talk about circumstances. I just want to talk about, like, Wolves being the best of the rest, basically. So, like, when you look outside of the big six... Yeah. Um... Yeah, I think they're the most... Yeah, they, they, they look the most equipped. They
1: look like a team that has an identity. They know what they're about. They know uh, they have the players to play the kind of football yeah, they, they want to. And it's actually fantastic to watch them play. And it's impressive considering the fact that they haven't been in the prem in how many years now? It's been a while. It's been a while. They're punching above their weight uh, in terms of the profi- the profile. status, yeah, profile. What? And even oh, the guys they met, like the guys, Huddersfield, Did City beat them, or did they? No, go, they drew. They one drew with City, one and they drew with United. They drew United, yeah,
0: and they United yeah, yeah. at Ultraford. So,
1: so they definitely, they're definitely going to give anybody, anybody, I mean anybody a game, and real shout out to the, the way they've even even gone about it the way and again speaking about teams that will go under the radar, maybe not so much because because of the circumstances in which they came through to mm-hmm. where they have come to maybe they, there's some spot of some sort of spotlight on them but they're not a regular Premier League team and so they're still going to be able to get away with certain things yeah. when they have a bad game which will come people won't be on their back as much yeah, So
0: like I don't think they wouldn't suffer the pressure that yeah, you yeah so okay I think another this is the final topic so we're trying to just basically keep this short and brief yeah yeah yeah. Um, on the home front yeah. Amatropinik the president of the Nigerian Football Federation was recently re-elected yeah um, I know you're very interested, and you're you ha- you're very interested, and um, you have a very good understanding of what goes on yeah. in terms of sports administration in Nigeria. Yeah. So, um I to add, what do, what did you make of Amaju Pinnick's first term, and do you what do you make of the re-election? Uh, what are like the for those who don't know? What are would you say the milestones? What are his big achievements? What has he been able to do in Nigerian football to I, I, take it from? I think point to the, the, point B. I think
1: the biggest thing he has been able to do for Nigerian football is to put Nigeria in the international uh, picture in terms of the administration of sports. He's on. He's I, he's the first. Uh, he's a vice president of CAF. Okay. He you you know, has. Yes, he's, he has a strong uh, relationship with Infantino, and that has been able to push Nigeria's interest. interest on the global stage, which for a very long time, especially when Isayato was there, we were always, were seen as a big market in terms of performances on the field, but in terms of the administrative points of, 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 of football in Africa, we're second fiddle.
0: But I would have thought,
1: I mean... Amos Adamu was pretty prominent but then he fell from yes and since then nigeria has and start has taken a step back in terms of administration in sports in africa until the advent of amaju um, so in terms of continuity probably yes because when i look when you look at the other candidates um, I think Nigeria at this point in time probably needs that relationship with in, on the global stage to improve our football. But when when I look at it in the global scheme of things, I think the biggest person who has benefited from, Madjo Pinnick's four years has been our Pinnick, <laughs> which is very very something I'm very I feel very sad about. We have a league that hasn't really picked up. The kind of steam that we should expect that it should be—is that—is be. that his fault though? He, he, isn't the, the isn't the league a he's, separate entity? From, it is say, a separate entity, but it's not—it's not operated outside of the NFF. The the first one of the vice presidents of the NFF is, the, mm-hmm. is Diko is the head of mm-hmm. of, of, of the Premier League, and he follows Amaju Pinnick everywhere. Instead of how much attention is given to the league, the, the, we, we have crisis. I don't want to use crisis. That's a bit, that may be a bit um, extreme, but we have issues every week, and we need a league. Look, look at, let's look at the national team that just went to the World Cup. How many home-based players were in that squad? We should be having one, two, three players in the national team, from the home league, we should have uh, a situation where our league is improving in such a way that the national team can enjoy the presence of one or two, of one or two, or one or two play, players in the squad. So these are that these are the things that I will count as a. The, the the drawbacks of his of his tenure look at the um, female football um, the, the, it was under his watch that we had the strike by the female female football footballers after they won the the African nations Cup um, we we haven't made Giant strides internationally in female football, which is the next um, is actually the should be the next um, stage for us. We have done it over and over in Africa, but on the world stage, how far have we gone?
0: Okay, another thing. The thing is, because to my eyes, one thing I I would say, or I could present as in his case, because I look at the Eagles, I think. A good job has been done in marketing and commercializing the Eagles. The Eagles. So, you have a situation where, for the first time in a long time, Nigeria went to the World Cup this year yeah. without any... There weren't any money issues. Yeah. The players were... Everything was agreed and complicated. Dusted off, yeah. And even the way the team was marketed. Like, he's been able to secure a lot of yes, marketing definitely, deals. definitely. So, um... Why do you think it's just been the eagles who have benefited from that? Why don't you I think trickled
1: down? Because I think the eagles are the easiest thing to sell. And luckily again it came up there was a walk up here and in any walk up here we all know that <laughs> that that, yeah. that that necessarily follows and that again is Pointing back to his, his, um, I don't want to use the word failures So he's the the strikes he has not been able to, and I, I don't think it's such a big deal to be able to market the Eagles. Eagles. It's the other teams. It's the other teams. The we do the especially the league. We need to find a way to make our league profitable. We need to find our way to ensure that Nigerian players playing in Nigeria are giving some value. Are giving some some respect in the way they are treated, in the way they are presented. And I think there's a big opportunity there.
0: Okay, so um, what do you think... Uh, what are you looking forward to in his second term? I, 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 I'm really looking for, for
1: some more structure for the other teams. When I mean the other teams, the under-20s, the under-21s, the female team. I would like to see more investment, more um, Structure in the way that they intend to be presented and marketed and and even their welfare. And also, I would like to see more structure in the Nigerian Premier League. And one thing, I think we need to also look at a philosophy for our teams. I still think Nigeria, even at the level of the super eagles, we don't really have an identity. What is Nigerian football on the field? Are we a position-based team? Are we a counter-attacking team? Are we a strong defensive side? I think we need to put in place a national philosophy that like, has been adopted in some other countries. I know these things are not easy, but we need to have a willpower to do that. And also, I think he has started that, and I need to credit him with that. He has been able to push Nigeria away to an extent to, from government funding, even though government funding is still a big part of it. But they've been able to open other avenues. And I think
0: we need to still explore those avenues. Okay. Yeah. Um, Okay. Thank you, guys, for listening to the podcast. Um, We're trying to be more consistent with this, so we hope that, like, with this one, we'll try and do two a week. This week is there's Champions League, there's um, Europa League. Yeah. Some interesting games. Tottenham, Barca. I think everybody's looking at that. God, I really hate those games. Like those. Headline games that are yeah. played in the group stages because it's just like, man, this should be. But what I should be watching this game in February, <laughs> <laughs> But what,
1: what do you think about the new, um, time TV schedules? Like, do, what, do you think that was a good idea? That's a way, what's it now? Like, so you have two games
0: playing in two time slots, you have an early game and an evening game. No, I think that's good, like, yeah, for really scheduling good. because, yeah. um, really good. I mean, for people who have nine to fives, like, sometimes mm-hmm. yeah. you might not be out of one, and all yeah. the games have taken place at one time, you yeah. can.
1: Yeah, I, I think it's a good. I think it's good. And and, and th- coming back to Nigeria, these are the kind of things that we should be looking at. Other ways of doing things that, to increase revenues and to increase um, participation,
0: marketability. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. So yeah, thank you for for appearing on the podcast. I think you will be a more um, consistent. I hope to. Consistent uh, yeah, um, hope to. guest. Yeah. And um, is there anything? Is there anything else? No, I don't think there's anything else. Okay, so thank you guys for listening to the podcast. It's, again, another episode of The Cry of Torn, presented to you by Culture Custodian. Um, if you have any comments, any things you'd like to see us do, please, um, leave, it, like, please leave a comment on the SoundCloud, or the website, or iTunes, whatever. We'll sort it out. All right, bye. Have a wonderful week.